everybody. So we are the Hallmarkies podcast and we're so excited. We are here to put on our dancing shoes and talk about the Step Up franchise. And, and we have a special guest here to do that with. And I'm Rachel and Amber's here. Hello, everybody. <laughs> and William Bibiani is here again. We're so excited. Thank you. Thank you for talking about my favorite movie franchise. <laughs> Yeah, well, we're thrilled. And so, yeah, we we talked about it in our first uh, interview visit uh, about Step Up. And uh, so we're going to have fun talking about these these uh, fun series of five movies. And we're going to give you our rankings <laughs> of, of the films. And so uh, I thought it would be fun, though, before we dive into the franchise, I thought it would be fun to just talk about uh dance in movies in general and not particularly like i don't know musicals where they happen to dance but where like dance is the plot okay and i yeah. was curious uh what i wanted to start i was is asking is why do you think that dance uh either whether it's like dirty dancing a kind of a coming of age kind of thing or you know more com- these like competitions or different things why do you think that dance is like inherently pretty cinematic well, it's a visual art form. I mean, it's one of the oldest art forms that we have. It's one of the oldest forms of personal expression that goes beyond language. It is very pure. It is very visual. It's very physical. Mm-hmm. Um, dance has been a part of performance probably since just about the dawn of performance. Certainly it's been part of the audience's uh, experience in a performance the entire time. It's something everybody can relate to on some level, whether you're as talented as Fred Astaire or even Channing Tatum, or you can only bob your head a little bit. Like that's, that's enough. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think dance is a very pure, very beautiful uh, uh, image. And movies have been looking for pure and beautiful images from the beginning. Dancing was kind of hard to pull off in the early days of cinema uh, when it was silent because, you know, there was no music. Uh, You'd still see it a little bit, but, like, you couldn't really do the performances the way you could, basically from the start of the sound era. Like, as soon as they put sound in movies, musicals started to blow up. They just started to explode. The first year, there were were tons of them. Mm -hmm. Um, So I, I think it it recreates this like thrill of like seeing talented dancers in person. And then we want to turn those dancers into characters. And then we want to give those dancers drama. Uh, And hence we have quite a few movies about dancers. I'm one of the proponents of dance movies as a genre. Maybe it's not a particularly large genre. You might even argue it's not a particularly quote unquote great genre with a ton of timeless classics in it. But I think it does have its own rules. And I do think it's really fascinating and I love it. I actually thought of like tons of movies that I think fit into this genre. I mean, just I thought of your Dirty Dancing, Flash Dance, Strictly Ballroom, Shall We Dance, Dance with Me, Center Stage, Save the Last Dance, Billy Elliot, Footloose. You could even I think classify Hairspray as a slight like because that's what she wants to do is dance. I think <laughs> both hairsprays. Uh, there's a lot that this sort of that's the main sort of drive of the character is to is to be able to dance or to dance uh or to learn how to dance or whatever and uh yeah they're really engaging amber what do you think why do you think uh, dance is a, a compelling uh motivation for a character you know i think one of the main things like bibiani the bibs said is that it's just 
you know, like fun and sweet and like pure art, right? And then dance itself has evolved so much over time that it's always interesting and there's the different styles and they bring out different emotions. Like, you know, when you watch in the Step Up movies, when you watch Nora doing like her beautiful, powerful ballet, you're like, okay, that's one thing. But then when you see like the entire mob dancing in unison and being like super hardcore, that makes you feel another way. Um, so I think that's part of the reason why it's so impactful. And also, you know, combined with music, you, everyone gets something out of someone dancing and listening to music. It might not be the same thing that I get out of it, that you get out of it, but you always get something. Mm-hmm. That makes yeah. sense? Yeah, <laughs> I think it does. Yeah. And also, I think that dance is is like culturally uh significant like each culture kind of has their dance their type of dance and so it's easy to kind of connect in that way uh into into a character because you can kind of uh you know whether it's like salsa or you know that brings a particular kind of character and culture with it and i I think it's worth noting that the cultural aspect is really important too because cultural attitudes towards dance mm-hmm. have evolved and changed and shifted over time not just in terms of what's popular and unpopular but also in terms of what's healthy what's moral a lot of the conversations about some of the most famous dances in history are is it too sexy right um and that puts dancers in an interesting position dramatically where they get to be rebellious and there are a lot of movies about is the dance too sexy? Like you look at something like Lombada, the forbidden dance. Which uh, is one of my favorite movies, even though it's go. terrible. Like have, it's, you seen, have you seen both the Lombadas? There two? Were, there were two Lombada movies <laughs> that opened on the same day. What? Really? They were, there, was, there were uh, competing producers. One of them was making a movie about this hot new dance trend, the Lombada. And the other one was just like, well, we got to beat him to the punch. And they opened on the same day and they cannibalized each other and neither of them was a big hit. Yeah. yeah. Oh, to be fair, <laughs> the one that I've seen, Lombada the Forbidden Dance, mm. is not a good movie, so I don't know why it would make a lot of money, but the dancing in it, also, not very good. Um, but for some reason, when I was a child, I loved that movie. <laughs> now, and my mom was like, this movie is terrible, you're not allowed to watch it. And we were like, forget you we're totally watching it so many times yeah okay now quick question the forbidden dance the one you watched is that the one that ends not with a dance competition but with a math competition no it ends with a dance competition then lombada is the one i'm thinking of because lombada is just like screw it at the end we're all gonna do math (laughs) it's great that is so so funny they they try to like combine lombada with like stand and deliver or some other like really inspirational teaching story because about a teacher who also does the lambada oh he's such a rebel <laughs> renegade you maverick yeah. heterodox you you madman yeah <laughs> that's funny i haven't i haven't seen that one i have to check it out uh, have you seen shall we dance the japanese not the not the jennifer lopez one i am deeply in love with the movie shall we dance oh, uh, so it was good. My wife actually introduced me to that. I'd never seen it. It's one of her favorite movies. And yeah, it's fantastic. We did a podcast uh, about that Shall We Dance oh, not really? that long ago. We did we did a dance movies podcast. One of my podcasts, uh, Critically Acclaimed, what we do is we poll our listeners and they pick a notoriously not good movie, 
which we may end up liking in the end, but like they pick a movie that's famous for not being good. And then we pair it with a great movie to sort of show how they bring out interesting things, what one movie does right that the other one does wrong or how they share unique themes. Um, and we did an episode about Dirty Dancing Havana Nights, mm-hmm. which, oh, okay. is, which is the prequel to Dirty Dancing. <laughs> Right. And it's not very good. No. Uh, but we paired it with the Japanese version of Shall We Dance, which is absolutely beautiful. And it's one that's like kind of like almost a little difficult, I think, for some American audiences to understand just how socially unusual it would be in the context of this Japanese character's world to go ballroom dancing. Yeah. Like why that's something that needs to be hidden. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that's perfect. It, it does illustrate my whole idea about how culturally dance has different meanings to different people at different times. Yeah, yeah I think I think so because uh, it, it's. I don't. Know, have you seen it, Amber? Have you heard of it? Have you seen that show? The Shall We Dance? I've seen yeah. the American version, but oh. not the other one. Yeah, I check it out. It's really good. I mean, I love Dirty Dancing. It's one of. I think it's a, such a great coming of age movie. It's just got so many iconic scenes and footloose is so great uh great i think actually it's 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 got a really solid script and i think uh it has some really good performances too i think john lithgow is really good in it did you see the remake yeah i thought it was decent i like the remake it's weird that they like decided to throw like this like school bus demolition derby into it Oh, like yeah. just to like keep the kids' attention, yeah. but yeah, that, that, people kind of overlooked that whole movie, and that's a that's a good little flick. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, listen, I like. I'm trying to think of strictly ballroom. Uh, Baz Luhrmann's first movie is absolutely delightful in every conceivable way. It's one of my absolute favorites. Yeah, um, I'm trying to think what else. Like Silver Linings Playbook is a dance movie. People don't. Oh talk yeah, about yeah, it. yeah. It's about a dance competition. Like that's that's, that's a thing. Uh, Magic Mike is great. Eerie, I think, is underrated with Nick Frost. I think that's a really mm-hmm. cute movie. Black Swan is a dance movie, although a very dark one. Uh, there's a lot. There's yeah, a lot. That's true. All right. Well, let's dive into this franchise, Step Up. Uh, so, why do you like the Step Up movies? Why do I like breathing? Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't understand this question. All right, here's my experience with the Step Up movies. And in order to, to explain this, I'm going to have to jump ahead in the Step Up movies because I didn't encounter them in order. Okay. Uh, the, step up, the first Step Up came out and it helped make Channing Tatum into a star. And I didn't see it because I wasn't like a professional film critic at the time. I, I could just pick and choose what I wanted to watch. And um, n- no one told me it was particularly good. So I just kind of skipped it. Um, I caught a little bit of Step Up 2 on TV once and it looked okay, but I was a professional film critic and I was asked to review Step Up 3 and I never, I just wandered in. Mm -hmm. And it was amazing. (laughs) Step Up 3 is insane. Step Up 3 is about a moose who goes to New York and dance fights a samurai and releases all these balloons and the cops chase him. And like this guy like parkours away with them and has him join his league of extraordinary dancers, uh, which I think is actually a spinoff. And uh, they, they like do a whole bunch of competitions where they dance fight with water and then they like dance fight with lasers. And it's amazing. It's absolutely insane from beginning to end. One character I think is actually a robot. Like it's just totally bizarre, absolutely gorgeous amazing dancing they got real dancers to do like 90 percent of the dancing 
and it's a hoot. So I explored the entire franchise, and Step Up 1 is okay. I like Step Up 1 fine. It's more straightforward than the rest of the franchise. But from Step Up 2 onward, they just have this weird identity where dancing is like a superpower, where dancing can like save the world. And it just gets broader and broader with each film. And I admire that. I admire this, the forthright insanity, the absolute commitment Mm-hmm. To dance is power. And they never lose their fun tone. The characters are always whimsical. The plots are always, like, kind of stupid, but in a way that you kind of have to chuckle. Not unlike a Hallmark movie a lot of the time, mm-hmm. where a Hallmark does the same, you know, the same tropes over and over again. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, he's, a lo- he's, uh, he's busy with work. It's okay to cheat on him. I feel the same way about, like, the Step Up movies. When like someone says like, uh, oh, we have to use our dance to protest. No one's ever done that before. Oh, how are we gonna do it? <laughs> how are we gonna turn art into some form of protest? Like it's just like ridiculous, and I love every minute of it. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Amber, what what's your experience with this franchise? Um, so I'm pretty sure I saw Step Up one in the movie theaters, and you know I'm pretty sure we. I don't know, this was in VHS time, but, like, we bought, had the DVD, and I've seen, like, I literally saw every single one of the Step Up movies in theaters. I saw Step Up 3D in theaters in 3D. Mm, it nice. didn't help a lot, frankly. Like, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Um, I really love these movies. The first movie is, it's barely a dance movie. Like, it is a dance movie, but it's also kind of, like, a movie about gangs and like stuff like that. It's like way more serious and totally bizarre when you compare it to like, um, we're going to flash mob protest my own father for developing land. Like (laughs) this is the most, it's just like, like you boiled a frog and somehow we were here at the end of the other movies, (laughs) but I love them so much. All of them for their different things. Um, And the thing that I think makes this series so different from pretty much any other dance series or really almost any other movie series in the whole world is that really Moose becomes the main character, the best part of the whole thing. And he like who watching the second movie would go, oh, yeah, you know what? We're going to build the rest of the stories around friggin Moose. Nobody. Am I right? Moose is the best. Moose is the most amazing creation yeah. in cinematic history, and I'm proud of them for acknowledging it so quickly. And that's the thing about these movies. I feel like they really understand who their audience is, what their audience likes, and they're not afraid to say, all right, in the next one, we're just doing what you like. Like, they saw the second movie, and they said, well, okay, so the first movie, they were like, oh, yeah, everyone really likes this, like, fish-out-of-water dance story. So let's get rid of all of the dramatic crime and just go for that. And then the second one, they said, everyone just loves Moose. Let's just make <laughs> Moose be the person. And they just build from there. I don't know. It's amazing. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I had heard about this franchise, but I just had never gotten around to watching it because I have to say hip-hop dance is not my favorite kind of dance like i tend to like ballroom 
better. Uh, but uh, and so I think that's part of it that I hadn't seen it before. But they're 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 charming. I think fun uh, movies. I think that some of them feel felt a little forgettable to me. Like that's why I was like, we need to do this podcast now because I'm already forgetting these movies. And <laughs> how dare you! <laughs> like I'm not gonna be able to talk about them because I'm. How dare you! <laughs> I'm terrible. I know. I know. I'm leaving. This is over. <laughs> <laughs> you think that uh, the critics have been pretty sour on this franchise just because the plots aren't great that great? I, you know, I have an interesting experience because uh, I think there are different like levels of critics. Like the critics yeah. I know and talk to a lot are actually really high on this franchise, and I'm like big names. Uh -huh. um, I, don't, I mean, you can read reviews, like someone like Inga Kang, for example, has been really supportive. Um, there is a sort of earnest appreciation of the simple joys of cinema that you can find in the Step Up movies. And I think there are a lot of critics who genuinely appreciate that. Uh -huh. um, however, I, I notice this a lot, like when, especially when I review like a horror movie, for example, like I watch a horror movie that... I think it's great. Like I thought, I, I thought the first purge was really, really good. And everyone I talked to said, yeah, that was good. Maybe not as good as the last one, but it was really, really good. And then I put my review on Rotten Tomatoes and all of a sudden it's got like a splat. It's like a, it's like a rotten on yeah. Rotten Tomatoes. And I'm like, who are all these, who are all these critics? Like, I don't yeah. know a lot of them. And so I can't speak for a lot of them. I don't read every review out there because I, I need to, I read some reviews, but like mm -hmm. I try to focus on my own opinions and develop those. Right. Um, people come to me for um so i can't say for certainty i think some people confuse a low like setting the bar low for yourself as inherently bad mm -hmm. you know like what we're gonna do we're gonna be a good dance movie okay well a good dance movie might not be a great any movie but the only way you can really judge a film is what was it trying to do and how well did it succeed yeah. Step up movies to varying degrees. Some are better than others. I, I like the whole franchise, but some are definitely better than others. Um, they want to be fun, feel good, somewhat inspirational movies in which people dance great. And to a certain extent, they all succeed in that. I don't understand people who, I understand people who write off the franchise without having seen it. I think they should see it, and then they'd at least have a have like a, a meaningful opinion about it. But like, I understand thinking, "Oh, it's probably not worth watching." I get it. After you've seen it, I don't understand having any animosity towards it. I think they're very sweet; they're very genuine, yeah. um, and I think they have a ton to recommend them. The things that we forgive in like a slasher movie or an action movie, it's like, well, I don't care about every you know the whole movie as long as the action is good or as long as the kills are great. Mm -hmm. I don't really care about the dance movie as long as the plot is interesting enough to get me to watch to the end. The acting isn't terrible and the dancing is great. Mm -hmm. That's all I need. Yeah. yeah. The step up movies, if nothing else, do provide that. So good for them. Yeah, that makes sense. I, that's really good. All right. Well, let's dive in. Let's talk about the first movie, Step Up. This was 2006. It was directed by Anne Fletcher. And uh, it's the little summary, like, that I on IMDb is just Tyler Gage receives the 
opportunity of a lifetime after vandalizing a performing arts school, gaining him the chance to earn a scholarship and dance with an up and coming dancer, Nora. I and love that. I love that that implies that like the opportunity of a lifetime comes from van You should vandalize things. Yeah, all right. Like that's what, that's what that is. Like, like vandalizing the opportunity of a lifetime. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He basically has to do community service kind of you know to, to pay back what he's destroyed and is this vandalizing and <laughs> it stars Channing tatum as tyler gage and jenna dewan as nora clark and uh so yeah this is interesting and i did uh write down your your the you did your dance ranking so i i i put down which uh what's the highest rated from each movie on your dance ranking because yeah. So, for for yeah. those who don't know, I did an article when Step Up after Step Up Five came out on home video, where I ranked all ninety-two dance sequences in the Step Up franchise. Yeah. Was... The first Step Up movie, for the most part, doesn't have the best dances because it's really not about like amazing jaw-dropping. How can we top ourselves dances? Yeah, it is this kind of sweet, dirty dancing kind of knockoff. Um, the dancing's good, but like it's not going to blow you away like like the later movies yeah so the you had is your the top rated dance from this movie you had it number nine you had the sad sorry fate of skinny is how you refer to it uh where nor dances while tyler's friend skinny is shot so i guess and it's like she calls forth the tragedy because <laughs> this, this is like the low point in the movie they call it yeah. um uh, uh, like what do they call it? Like the dark midnight of the soul, and like there's this moment in every movie, like it's around the time of the third act, where just the, everything is as bad as it can get, and it's like, oh, how can we end? How can this end happily? Yeah. So in in this, Tyler and Nora are heroes. He's he's a he's a, a, a club dancer. She's a professionally trained dancer. How are they gonna make it work? I don't know. <laughs> They've broken up. And on top of it all, Tyler's like kid sidekick gets shot and killed. And Nora is dancing her heart out like, oh, everything is horrible. Oh, I can't believe I lost my partner. Kid gets shot. Everything is about me. And you're just like, wow, man. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty, it's a, it's pretty it's great. A, it's a moment. Uh, <laughs> Amber, what do you think about this one? Um, I really, I mean, this one's a good movie, I guess. <laughs> um, and like, you know, it started it all like the first Fast and the Furious movie. It's kind of different from the rest of the franchise. Um, and it's like a little more, it's like, it's trying to be a little more serious. It takes itself a little more seriously than the other ones. Uh -huh. And frankly, I don't, I don't need that drama. I'm not about that life. So for me, I mean, it's great. I'm glad it started the whole thing. It's fun seeing the chemistry between Channing Tatum and Jenna Dewan. Not Tatum yet. Um, because, you know, they fall in love in real life and it's adorable. Mm. Are they getting divorced now, though? Are they? Yeah. I, yeah, just, just announced that. Yeah. Like, really recently, like a month or two ago. Um, yeah. I'm the saddest person on earth. <laughs> and, that's, and that's sad. I don't, I don't care. Like, I might uh, need a minute so I can go cry <laughs> for a second. Okay. Well, that's just love is dead. This movie's terrible, uh, frankly. Fair enough. Um, 
I actually think this is maybe the best made of the, as far as like I think that I thought the how act- dare you how <laughs> I do and I thought that they had good chemistry and I thought that the acting was pretty solid and I thought that Aunt Fletcher did a pretty good job I I uh, I don't know I I liked this one pretty good I, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna say this yeah um you're not wrong I, this is a well-made movie there's nothing really wrong with this movie it's a little derivative but that isn't in and of itself a bad thing um they do have really good chemistry together there's this bit I really really like when uh, Nora takes Tyler uh, to like her favorite spot, and he's like all out in the, it's all out in the middle of nowhere, and Tyler just like, is, is this where you kill me? <laughs> like they actually have like a good sense of humor together. I, I like him fine. Um, I think the reason why uh, it's frequently considered the least of the franchise is that it's not what the franchise would become. Mm-hmm. This would be like if your favorite James Bond movie is Doctor No. That's a, mm-hmm. It's a good movie, but it's yeah. the kind of the franchise found its footing afterwards. Um, so for me, it's it's like the probably the second, probably my second least favorite. Um, okay. Well, no, I'm actually going to switch that up. I think it's my least favorite only for that reason. Okay. Um, so and five. I, I think I have it at five. It's it, they're all good. I'm going to say that right now. This isn't this like ah, the low ones are so bad. <laughs> they're all good. But for me, I actually recommend people just say, oh, I'm going to watch the Step Up movies because you recommended them. And cats, knock it off. <laughs> Stop being bad. <laughs> uh, we have a new kitten, and he's getting pretty aggressive with our older cat, and he has to fight him off. And it's, it's, it's cute and it's sad. So That's okay. Uh, we're Hallmarkies, so we're cat, cat and dog friendly. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, when people say they're going to watch the Step Up movies, I actually don't recommend that they watch Men Order. I actually recommend that you watch uh, like the Machete Order, uh, which is you watch two through five, and then you watch one as a prequel. Which I did. Okay. I, I did. I did it in your order. And so, yeah, I didn't know I'd have such unpopular opinions, but I, I have it ranked at three. Okay. My third favorite. That's fair. <laughs> so, Amber, where That's do you fun. have this ranked? I have it ranked fourth. Okay, good. All right, good. Okay, well, let's move on to Step Up to the Streets. This was 2008, directed by John Chu, and uh, it has a slightly longer little summary. So set at the Maryland School of the Arts, the story revolves around rebellious street dancer Andy, who lands at the elite school and finds herself fighting to fit in while also trying to hold on to her old life. She eventually joins forces with the school's hottest dancer, Chase Collins, to form a crew of classmate outcasts to compete in Baltimore's underground dance battle, The Streets, finding a way to live her dream while building a bridge between her two separate worlds. And so we had, in this one, you have Brianna Evigan playing Andy, Robert. Who has been in Hallmark movies. Yes, yes. she has. She is Paul Campbell's princess. I actually yeah. like that one a lot. That's a pretty good movie. That one is pretty good. Uh, and then Robert Hoffman plays Chase and Adam. This is our, our uh, start of Moose, uh, Adam Savani. Uh, and uh, so I actually think I like, I like this one. This to me was the best. I have a number one of the franchise because this was the one to me that was the most like a sports movie. 
with like these two teams kind of battling out and kind of sort of the underground, the underdog team uh, coming up against the, the more experienced team. And I, I thought that the dancing is the best of this franchise in this as well. Uh, I really liked it. So I, I really, I did really enjoy this one. Uh, I think I think step up to all in, uh, step up to the streets. Sorry, I almost said step up to all in. How embarrassing! <laughs> um, I think step up to the streets is the. I think it's the one people usually like the best. Uh-huh. It's usually the most popular. Um, it's got a more entertaining story. Uh, the whole like will they or won't they? Of course they will. Of of step up one is kind of neither here nor there. But Andy in step up two. She's a really likable protagonist. She is dancing to fully express herself. She's not just like Tyler, who just happens to like to dance. Um, and it's a story about how she's trying to express herself in an environment which is trying to... They're not bad. They're just trying to teach her how to dance in a, in a classical style. But she rejects that. And she has to learn some discipline. And she also has to teach other people how to loosen up. They, they, everyone has a lesson to learn. The dancing is really, really great. The supporting cast is really good. It's, it's framed a lot like a heist movie where they have to assemble a team of dancers with special skills uh, in order to pull off the big, the big show at the end. It builds to, maybe it is, maybe it isn't the most technically proficient dance in the series, but the most dramatically satisfying dance in the series is that rain dance at the end, Mm -hmm. because they're really proving something. They've shown how much they've grown. They actually put in the work and you see early on that although they may be talented dancers, they're not dancing well as a team. There's a really good scene at the beginning where they get their butt handed to them by, uh, by their rivals. And we get to see that they grow and build. And, and in a lot of respects, it's actually built a lot like a Kung Fu movie in that it's all about developing skills, developing discipline and mm-hmm. becoming, yeah, and becoming uh, a better, not just physically, but also spiritually. Um, so I think it just works on almost every level. It's got a lot of funny, weird bits as well. Like that whole bit where like they film themselves committing felonies and like put it on the internet, like it's fine. Oh, yeah. And it's you just sort of just like you broke into their house. That's you probably true. shouldn't have filmed yourself doing that without a <laughs> like, What are you? What are you? And then the guy comes in and he's just like, "Hey, why my house smell like funyuns and ball sweat?" And it's because they like dropped fish in his radiator. <laughs> it's like ridiculous. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, isn't that? But the, yeah, that's not the third one. No, that's the second one. The second. I mean, one. I trust it's, you. I, trust me on this. That's the second one. I've seen these movies many times. <laughs> um, but uh, listen, it's yeah. it's it's a hoot. It's a lot of fun, and uh, it it feels the most. Aside from the first movie, which is a little generic, it's the one that feels most like a quote unquote real movie. Uh huh. Because the other ones are just weird for their own sake. A lot of. Time. <laughs> yeah, Amber. What do you think about this one? Um, I really like this one. I'm a big fan of you know Brianna Evigan. Um. And obviously this movie has the M. Night Shyamalan twist where, oh my gosh, it suddenly Moose is like a superhero. That part's amazing when you get the Moose <laughs> reveal. Um, the, the, the dance at the end of the movie with all the water is um, obviously amazing. Obviously. Um, but the main thing that I love about this movie is actually Robert James Hoffman III chase because he i just loved him there was a period of time where like basically since when she's the man came out 
I loved him and just like followed all of the stuff he did. He had like a big YouTube presence. And so when he was in this movie, I was like, oh, this is amazing. And then he just basically disappeared from Earth yeah. after that. <laughs> so I remember that day. It was quite a mystery. Big blinking lights and then bam! No Hoffman the third. No oh, Hoffman no the third. It was like I the mean, leftovers, but it was just him. Yeah. I mean, I, he's done some stuff here and there, but I mean, I feel like this guy is so funny and he's like, I feel like he has great comedic timing. I don't understand how he, with his athletic ability, didn't get to do anything else. It, it's I just, funny. It's, sorry, this franchise is, the romances are always really funny to me because they're all super young. Anytime I watch like a, a movie romance where they're teenagers in their early 20s, I like, a part of me like, oh, isn't that nice? They got together. They'll be broken up in a year. <laughs> you know, like that's, yeah. I just know that from the beginning. And I love that almost every romance in this whole franchise like ends between movies. Like yes. we just see this, we see this at the end of like Step Up 3. Uh, I think we see it in uh, Step Up 4. Like they all are just like, yeah, except for Moose and uh, 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 Allison Stoner, except for them. And except, I guess, presumably, except for Tyler Gage and Nora, although we never check back in with them ever again. Right. They're all, they're all doomed. <laughs> they're all doomed. No yeah. matter how romantic it is, it's short-lived. Well, I think that's great. Their real love is dance, so that's there that's why. Uh, yeah, you had uh, the rain dance at number two on your ranking in here, and in my like I said, I think this is the best of the series. I like the fact that it's sort of that like high school team kind of sports element to me. Uh, that I don't know. I guess I like those kind of movies, and so I was I thought that made it sort of a little bit more entertaining and uh yeah i so i enjoyed it where do you have this ranked uh bibs uh this is my number two uh mm -hmm. i think it again i i love them all um i think this one works on every level but it doesn't quite have the manic creative energy that my number one has okay. uh, but this is great and i recommend it to everybody and i think it's the movie where even if you think the first one's kind of milk toast or the others are just bizarre or silly i think we can all agree that two is a good movie yeah I think so. Amber, where do you have it ranked? Well, I've been internally debating because really my two and three are basically tied. Uh -huh. um, but I felt like it would be too cute to make Step Up to the Streets my second choice. So I put it <laughs> as number three. Okay, good, good. That's fair. <laughs> okay, good. All right. So now we have Step Up 3D. Yay! <laughs> so this is the think that 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 uh uh Bert uh bibs as a step up fan this is your initiation here this is good um and so our little description is the film follows moose and camille as they head to new york university the former dancer of whom is majoring in electrical engineering after promising his father that he would not dance anymore However, he <laughs> stumbles upon a dance battle, meeting Luke and his House of Pirates dance crew, and later teaming up with them to compete in the World Jam Dance Contest against their rival, the House of Samurai dance crew. So, <laughs> why do you love this one, Bibbs? Why don't I love this one? Everyone should love this movie. This movie is breathless. This movie is just running 
head on full speed from one great dance to another. Every plot point is equal parts bizarre and hilarious. Um, it's just, it's in such a rush to get to the good stuff and all of the stuff is good. Uh, all of the dancing is great. There isn't a, there isn't really a bad dance in this movie. Like they're yeah. all really memorable. They're all really entertaining. They all have a great energy to them. What, one thing we didn't really talk about is I think the second and the third movie have the best soundtracks of mm -hmm. the whole franchise. That's one of the things that elevates the second movie is that the soundtrack is mostly by Timbaland. And it, it, it's one of his albums mostly, but like it gives the movie like a personality, like every, every song feels like it's part of a piece and it makes the movie feel really connected. Here, the musical choices are a bit more eclectic, but it's about a more eclectic group of people. And it makes sense to have it just be completely uh, uh, strange. You have work stuff by Chromio, you have a bust the windows at your car done as a tango. Like it's wonderful. And you could put this soundtrack on in any party and have a wonderful time. Um, but I think the dancing gets more inventive. I think the use of 3D is gloriously shameless, particularly in the scene where they decide to stand on like a, a, a vent <laughs> and like, spit slurpy out of a straw so it like floats up in little lawnmower man bubbles like yeah it was honestly and it didn't even it wasn't worth it in 3d <laughs> well i actually liked it in 3d but that's fine, <laughs> that's fine. i mean but, but it wasn't worth it was it no it wasn't it was intensely stupid and i enjoyed it because they just jumped in like cannonballed with this stupid premise like we're just gonna go for it man we're just gonna like we know it's dumb but it's all we got to shoot today so we're just going to make it work somehow. And it's really great. And I also just want to say, I really like, and I think it's actually really sweet. For me, my favorite romance in the whole series is between Moose and Camille. Camille, we didn't talk about. She's barely in the first movie. She's Tyler Gage's, like, adopted sister. Um, and you know Alison Stoner from, like, the 1990s Missy Elliott music videos. She's still dancing. She's still acting. She has her own music career right now. She's pretty good. And... Uh, here she gets to not quite take center stage. And the, one of the things that always pisses me off about the later movies in the series is that she doesn't get to dance enough. Mm -hmm. She's super mega talented in real life. And it always feels like they hold off and they let her dance like twice per film. Um, that kind of bothers me. So for me, it's always heroic when she does. And the dance that she and Moose have, this single take shot down in New York Street, really elaborately choreographed, is the highlight of the whole franchise for me. Yeah, you had that as number one. On your Best ranking. dance in the whole series. Stand yeah. by. It's well choreographed. It's cinematically ambitious. It tells a story. It's about them falling in love again through dance. And it's, it's a treat. They're delightful. They're just absolutely delightful. It shows off their wonderful personalities. Um, and yeah, I think it shows that the dancing in Step Up doesn't always have to be totally presentational. Look how insane it is. It's just telling a story really well through dance. And I respect that. Yeah. So Amber, what did you think of this one? I mean, there are some things about this movie that are insane. Like, let's be real. Um, but for the most part, it's actually just like a sweet, fun film. <laughs> like, they, it's, you get to meet all of the like weird assortment of characters that you're, you're really starting to, at this point, accumulate human beings to be part of like the ultimate dance crew. Um, because that really starts in Step Up 2, but then really, really starts in Step Up 3, where we start to get the the, the new recurring characters. Um, and like you said, you know, obviously the scene between 
Camille and Moose, where they dance, is amazing, obviously. Um, and, and I feel like this is also when they sort of stop saying, like, you know what, let's cast actors who can dance. And they were like, forget it. We're going to cast <laughs> dancers and maybe they can act. Which I think, you know, sometimes just doesn't treat the, like, romantic plot lines the best. But... I feel like I'm fine with that exchange because the dancing really becomes just like such so showcasey and so amazing from this movie on. Uh, you know, uh, every the last couple of uh, movies usually have like one person in the cast who isn't a professional dancer who learns dancing along the way. And Step Up 3D, it's Sharni Vinson mm-hmm. uh, who pulls it off. Like she put in the work. She's good. Uh, but she wasn't like you know, didn't come from a dance background. She came from an acting background. Um, and I think it's interesting, like, they talk about this, like, one move. We're going to do this one move. It's going to completely blow them away at the end of the World Jam. And it doesn't look that hard. It turns out it is, and she actually, like, hurt herself doing it. But, like, it, it's, I interviewed her, and she was great. Uh, but, like, yeah, no, like, it doesn't look like the most insane move ever. It looks just kind of like a jump. <laughs> Which, by the way, I want to talk a little bit about, because... You've, you've seen them all now, and the from the third one onward, one of the key things we see a lot of is dance competitions, dance fights, if you will. Yeah. And actually, that's in the second one as well. It's like two people, da- two groups of people dance at each other, and at the end, one of them wins. Did you figure out what the rules are? Because I never have. No, I cannot tell you who wins dance battle. I mean, from my understanding, the way you win a dance battle is you dance and dance and dance. They dance and dance and dance. You dance and dance. They dance and dance. And then at the end, when you're done dancing, you go, oh, you start celebrating. And then the other people, if they don't start dancing, they lose. Like, so it almost feels like it's like like an an endurance competition. Yeah, who has the most material prepped? There's this weird bit at the end of this movie where they're dance fighting. It's a fight between the pirates and the samurai. And the samurai are dance fighting so good. And they're like, the, the pirates are like on the ropes, like, oh God, how can we dance? They're so dance. And then, like, Charlie Vincent's just like, no, we should do that move we have. No, it's over. We've got nothing left. And I'm like, dude, I've seen the movie. You have literally 15 minutes of choreography prepared. <laughs> you have literally, like, 15 minutes. You've got lasers that you haven't popped out yet. You have, like, little kid dancers who are, like, your weird secret weapon. Like, you have so much material. How are you not, how are you discouraged right now? And it feels so false and artificial, and I love every second of it. Yeah. And I will say also, this movie is when they really start just saying like, hey, you were on So You Think You Can Dance, so you want to be in this movie? Yeah. This is when they really start doing that, and I love that. Because John I'm M- a big So You Think You Can Dance person. Uh, John M. Chu, uh, uh, the director of Step Up 2 and Step Up 3, and he produced some of the other ones, uh, he comes from a dance background, and a lot of the people in this movie are like from his dance crew. Um, he actually did his dance crew uh, a competition on, I think, the MTV Movie Awards against Miley Cyrus. And it, the competition was... He's LXD, audience. right? Oh, yeah, he did LXD, yeah. So uh, uh, they, they did this dance battle. Miley Cyrus won because, let's be honest here, she's Miley Cyrus. The crowd was on her side. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they danced to Chromio's fancy footwork. And you'll notice in this movie, he takes it back. 
<laughs> like he like uses that song really prominently as like this heroic song for his crew. And I just think it's really funny. That is actually so funny. Yeah. Such the shade of it all. Oh, there's so much shade. <laughs> I've interviewed him a bunch of times. I interviewed him for like Gem and the Holograms. I interviewed him for, he also went on to do G.I. Joe. Uh, and uh, Now You See Me Too. He's a fun director. He's got a lot of good energy to him. Um, and I love just the, the sort of create, creative verve he brings to these movies. He doesn't just phone in what could have been, let's be honest here, in other hands, a really lazy sequel. He puts everything into Step Up 2 and 3, mm-hmm. and it really shows. Yeah. They're so good. Yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Go on. Was- I thought this was a big step down for me from wow. Step Up 2. I know, I know. Wow. I, I thought that Luke was super bland and super lame. And I thought that they didn't have any chemistry between Luke and Natalie. I thought that the whole, like, sort of street dancers coming together to, like, build this, like, I don't know, like, I don't know, a lot of the, like, I liked the the more like high school team dynamic of the second one. Like there was more of like a sports movie, whereas this one just felt lame. <laughs> I didn't get invested in it. And I, the dancing, I, I it was really good, but I felt like, well, they had the rain dance in two. And so the water dance in three was kind of like, the water dance in three I'll defend. I really do think partially because I think it's in continuity. Um, there's this big dance battle. If you have, if anyone hasn't seen it, there's this big dance battle between the pirates and the house of Gwai, and they're dancing on what's supposed to be like this big fountain, but they paved over it for the purposes of the dance battle. And they're dancing, they're dancing and Moose is late because he had an electrical engineering test. So he power slides in there at the, like in the middle of the dance with his bicycle, accidentally knocks the, the, the faucet and the thing starts filling with water. And the, the Gwai can't adapt to this new environment and the pirates can, which proves that they're actually better dancers. Mm-hmm. Also, Moose leveled up his water dancing at the end of Step Up too, so you know he's gonna rock it. Yeah, and he and he works. taught them all. He was like, you guys will never believe it. So we dance, and the trick to dancing in the rain, when there's like puddles, you gotta do a lot of splashing. <laughs> and they were like, oh great, now we know. They were all yeah. set up. Well, there's more stomping involved. You can't like slide, yeah. it's not gonna work. It, it, makes, it actually yeah. makes a certain amount of sense. I see your point though, and the, the things that you liked about Step Up 2 are now absent in Step Up 3. I can appreciate that, but one of the things I do like is that the franchise does at least try to evolve a bit and try to change the circumstances. Because I think if this had stayed in high school every single time, it really would have ended up going straight to video like the Bring It On movies, which whether they're good or bad, they're kind of the same movie. You know, like that's, yeah. that's my only defense. I can see what you say. I can see what you mean. I just wish that they had gotten better leads. I, that, this is my big problem with this one. And I did think the dialogue was super cringy in this one. Uh, but I know you don't go to a step up movie for the dialogue, but like, I don't know. I just thought that this was a step down from the second one, which I thought was I get it. better. But that's just I think me. that's fine. I think it's fine. I think one thing I've noticed, it's funny what you notice when you watch a movie 50 times. Mm-hmm. 
uh like you know it's people like you know sort of nitpicking star wars and like over and over again because i've seen it 50 times and there's every little detail yeah. and you have the time and the inclination to think over everything and or notice everything and step up 3d so much of this movie is 80 yard Mm-hmm. You know, if anyone doesn't know what that means, it's automatic yeah. dialogue replacement. It's when you record dialogue after you're done shooting the movie. Usually because there was a sound problem on the day and like you couldn't hear yeah. someone very well or you had to shoot it without sound for some complicated technical reason. Or, as is very common, uh, something wasn't clear and you need to throw in a quick line of dialogue to throw out, oh yeah, we need to get there by five o'clock. That way you know that there's a rush. And that's just someone talking yeah. off camera. So much of this movie is ADR <laughs> yeah. for stuff that just like to sell the plot. It really does feel like they found it in the editing room. And again, a part of me just marvels at the pluck, like the sheer pluck uh. <laughs> of like trying to save a lot of elements that don't work. You're right. You're right. Luke is a, a boring lead, which is why I think everyone gravitates to Moose. Luke yeah. really isn't much of a lead. Luke is just sort of super handsome. He's super handsome, but he's like the Professor X to Moose's Wolverine. Like he's Mm -hmm. technically in charge and the plot does revolve around him, but that's not why we're here. Amber, where do you have this ranked? Um, So I have this ranked as my numero uno. Oh, your favorite, huh? Yeah. All right, Uh, and Bibbs? Totally my number one. I'm absolutely with Amber on this. Okay, I have it at number five. It was my least favorite. Oh my God, five? Under Stabuppelin? Yeah. I thought that that one was more entertaining. Yeah, because that one had, like, bringing everybody back. and Yeah. I just, I don't know. Maybe it was just because I felt like it was such a, I don't know. I was just like, oh, I wish they hadn't gone this way uh, with it. And uh, and so, I don't know. That's what I thought. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. It's at, listen, we we vehemently disagree. Yes, but I totally get it. You you what the you liked about the previous movie isn't in Step Up Three, whereas what we liked, what I liked anyway about the Step Up Two did transition to Step Up Three. So I it's just, just a matter of taste. No matter yeah, what you about it. I just didn't like the lead couple, so that was it for me. Okay, so then we have Step Up Revolution. And we have the plot is Emily arrives in Miami with aspirations to become a professional dancer. She sparks with Sean, the leader of a dance crew called the mob whose neighborhood is threatened by Emily's father's development plans. So in this one, you had uh, uh, Ryan Guzman playing Sean, Catherine McCormick playing Emily. uh, And you had the uh, big baddie, Peter Gallagher, playing her dad uh the real estate tycoon and uh i i actually think for me i actually think this one had the best dancing i thought it was very impressive all of the dance sequences the, a lot of other stuff about it isn't great but i <laughs> <laughs> the plot of this movie is is, is pretty bad uh, and i and i do love it uh peter gallagher plays one of like Probably countless movie villains who's clearly based on Donald Trump. 
just yeah. like yeah he's just this tacky awful real estate magnate he's trying to build hotels and gentrify a community yeah. and he has my what may be my favorite line in the whole franchise and i'm gonna slightly paraphrase but so it's his daughter she's the one who wants to be a professional dancer he wants her to give up dancing and go into the family business um and he's like i just paid for you to go to dance school uh you just graduated like a month ago uh, if you're not a professional dancer by the end of the summer, you come work for me. Deal? And I'm like, what? That's, <laughs> people work their whole lives to become professional dancers. You want her to do it in like two months after going to college for it? Like, what the hell is that crap? So I love these like absurd stakes. Uh, so she, she'll she have to become a, a, a millionaire hotel owner if she doesn't like dance really good this summer. Oh, no oh what what horror but the worst thing that could happen there <laughs> um and meanwhile yeah he's gonna gentrify he's gonna like build over like everyone's like you know businesses and homes and this flash mob speaking of dumb stakes uh they're in the middle of a competition where they're gonna get a million dollars if they get over i think it's like two million hits on youtube and i'm just like dude film your cat sneezing you don't need to <laughs> You don't need to, like, they're spending, like, this. these are clearly very expensive flash mobs. you got, like, original costumes, you're renting right. fancy cars, you've got crazy jumping stilts. Like, these cannot be inexpensive. Film your cat sneezing. That's it. You're done. It's <laughs> not true. complicated. Uh, but you're right. The dancing is really, really incredible in this throughout the entire uh, bit. All of the big flash mob sequences are, again, they're really inventive. They take place in different environments. It brings back that sort of heist aspect from the second one where they're doing a lot of stuff like on the slide. Um, for me, it boils down to the ending, which is this huge, uh, like a huge dance sequence. They bring in, much like in Step Up 3, a lot of characters from the whole franchise uh, to come in and save the day. Uh, Moose, it doesn't star in this, but he does come back at the end, which is why I call this movie The Time Moose Saved Miami and the events that immediately preceded it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I want, I'll, t I'll, I'll talk a bit about my gripe about the actual like ending ending in a minute, but I, I want to hear what Amber has to say about it. Um, yeah, so I... This movie's fine. <laughs> um, and it was really fun seeing Catherine McCormick in this because obviously she was my queen because she was from so you can dance um i don't know i guess i'm just like a heartless person but i'm kind of like build your hotel like <laughs> <laughs> so so all of the like i will never let you build a hotel and land you own just seems ridiculous to me i'm like just let him build his hotel find find it i don't know it's rude anyway but i so the whole conceit is like not my favorite but the dancing in this is really great um and i mean the scene where they're all in the suits is amazing yeah. i don't even know what it's called but what do you call that dance bibs oh what did i call you that call one it, i think the museum job no the museum oh, job was the one at the museum oh that's right the anderson job yeah the anderson job it's the anderson yeah. building um yeah all most yeah. of like the big heists in Step Up Revolution, I call it the blank job uh, mm -hmm. because they're done like heists. Uh, so uh, yeah, but that, that's a really good one. A lot of them are really, really just super creative in that. Yeah, I yeah. Know. And I, but I think the thing about this movie was this was when I was like really into So You Think You Can Dance, and I'd gone back and watched 
the seasons I hadn't seen before and like was really into all the dances. And I feel like a lot of the dances borrowed themes or things that I had seen in So You Think You Can Dance. Um, like in like they were probably inspired by a lot of the routines that were done on that show because that show's so amazing. Um, and so I feel like part of the reason why I was a little bit let down with this movie is I was like, I feel like we're just doing like putting plot to So You Think You Can Dance dances, which is fine. And That's totally once- <laughs> fine. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. That sounds great. Um, but I do, I do really like it. I just, I don't know. It's not my favorite. Okay. Uh, so I thought that personally, Sean and Emily were much better than the cup, than uh, Luke and Natalie in, in three, uh, personally, more chemistry and just better. Uh, I I, look at these movies as romances. <laughs> like for, I think for me and Amber, that's not the most important part at all. And I think that really explains the difference in our rankings. Yeah. 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 I thought that they had good chemistry. And uh, I, I, I thought that the, the whole like mob mentality against the, the, I thought it was enjoyable. I, I, I liked it. And I mean, it's a stupid plot, but I still liked it because I liked the chemistry of the actors and I liked the dancing. So, um, and Peter Gallagher's kind of fun as a bad guy. He's a pretty good bad guy, I think. And I like him too. yeah. And so I actually have this at number two. I thought it, it was good. That's, that's pretty good. I, I have this at number three. It's a very respectable number three. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's, a, it's a very entertaining top to bottom the, the cast is good. Uh, I think the romance does work better than the others because it really does feel like they're really separated by non-contrived things. I mean, it's contrived because it's a movie, but like there are reasons for them to be attracted to each other, but also to have practical problems that keep them apart. Um, so I, I appreciate that. I think that that does play. For me, the thing that keeps this from being maybe even my number two uh, is the very end of the movie. So they dance... And they dance so hard that the mayor of Florida, uh, <laughs> he like, even he starts dancing a little bit. And then he's just like, well, they danced really good. I guess we can't build this hotel. And Peter Gallagher is just like, they sure showed me. And then that's the end. And at first he's like, cool. And then this guy shows up like from out of nowhere. And he's just like, uh, excuse me, kids. Uh, I work for Nike, and we're looking for a new face for the third world countries. It's just like, this is even worse than what you just protested. It's really weird. And I interviewed the director about it, and I asked him, it's just like, what's up with that? That seems like such a weird shift. And his interpretation, which I thought was kind of interesting, was he wanted to give them a victory beyond the plot. And he asked professional dancers, what do you want? Like, what's the dream? And what he was told, apparently, was they wanted to be treated seriously as athletes, which is mm-hmm. fair. And he was just like, well, and so what's the, how do, what do athletes get that's so special? And he settled on endorsement deals, which I think was probably a poor choice, especially just the tacking on at the end. So for me, if it wasn't for that weird tacked on kind of hip- hypocritical ending, this would be way even higher on my list because I think it's just a well-made dance movie from beginning to end. But man, they just really sinks it like in the last minute. It's Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, this is directed by Scott Scott Spear. I didn't say mm-hmm. that. So yeah, interesting. Ember? Um, 
this is my number five. Okay. Wow. Interesting. Wow. I know. I'm so <laughs> harsh. Um, I feel like, I mean, I know that they're all like a little bit unbelievable, but I feel like this one is like the least believable. I mean, in the first one, they win a scholarship for Tyler and like, that's what they win in the first one. And the second one, they win the streets. Hooray. Yeah. And the third one, they get enough YouTube views or whatever, I guess. Not the fourth one is YouTube views. The third one. Oh, gets- the fourth one is the YouTube views. See, that's, I don't know. It's just, I, first of all, who's paying for this? This I YouTube don't know. views I, competition. YouTube. That's, they, need more, they need more hits. And then, like, I don't know. And the fact that they're like, our great victory is that we defeated Emily's dad so that he can't use his investment property is just weird to me. I don't know. It's my least favorite. Okay, good. All right. <laughs> had Step Up All in 2014. This is directed by Trish C. And the plot is. Uh, we have all stars from the previous step up installments come together in glittering Las Vegas, battling for a victory that could define their dreams and their careers is a little thing. Yeah. This is the fast five of the franchise where they bring in everyone they could get from the previous (laughs) movies and have them form a super dance troupe to win a dance competition in Vegas. And, and the stakes of this one are pretty good because what do they win? A dance show in Vegas. That's all them. Yeah. That's actually like the most like, like, ooh, that makes more sense than any other dance competition mm-hmm. we've ever had. Well, and you get to see them all like trying to, to you know, make it in Hollywood doing these ridiculous commercials and other stuff like that, that they're doing. And, you know, they're not taking advantage, people aren't taking advantage of their talent, of their skill. Uh, this one, you have Ryan Guzman back. So you have, you have Sean back, you have Andy back, Brianna Evigan uh and then you have moose uh and uh yeah so uh, i i think this one was was this one was i actually i thought this one was pretty good uh i liked the conflict between uh between moose and camille that you have and their relationship i like the uh i liked andy and sean I liked the dancing pretty good. I mean, it was so obvious that this whole this whole reality show, whatever it is, is uh, is set up like that, you know. And and there's like the the sort of the rival team, but that was very predictable. But I don't know. I still thought it was entertaining. And so you had this. Your highest rated dance was number twelve. Uh, in this one, the all-in finale. You said, uh, finale bringing back everyone combined steampunk and sand zombies, fire and romance. So, there you go. They they pull out all the stops for the last answer. There's a lot of things I really like about this movie. Uh-huh. There are. I think some of the dances are great. There's a really fun Frankenstein dance. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the final dance is genuinely impressive. Um, I like seeing all the characters interact. I like all the little bits, like the robot from Step Up 3 gets a robot girlfriend. Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah. She's awesome. And I loved every moment of that. I thought that was really cool. Um, I, I like the romance between uh, Ryan Guzman and Brianna Nevigan. Um, mm-hmm. For me, it feels like 
they're starting to run on some fumes here. Uh, even like the opening, okay, so the opening bit over the credits is their dance auditions for a commercial. And I actually like that bit because it's all about the real life problems of dancing. Yeah. So you have this fantastic skill, but a lot of times you're using it for people who don't appreciate it or don't know how to use it to the best of your ability. And that's what the rest of the movie is gonna be, right? Well, yes and no. Mm-hmm. The first big dance battle in Step Up All In is not good. I do not care for it at all because it, there's no plot reason for it. They, their heroes go to a bar. The bad guys also happen to be in a bar. So they dance fight to see who can drink there. Don't care. <laughs> right. Do not care at all. Meaningless. And on top of it, when they dance battle, I can see no difference whatsoever between what they're doing. There's not even like one team has more confidence, one team has more elaborate choreography, one team even goes on longer. They just do the same basic type of moves, and in the end, I guess the Grim Knights won. I don't, I don't know. Like, it doesn't really make an impact here. Um, so a lot of like the incidental stuff kind of falls apart. This one feels kind of shabbier for me than a lot of them, but... It still has all the ingredients of a Step Up movie. It still has all the fun characters. It still has a really nice tone. Uh, and the dance sequences that are great are genuinely great. So I like it, but it's really way down on my list. All right. Uh, Amber, what about you? I really like this movie. I'm a sucker for like team up movies. Like before I quit Marvel, because they just kept making too many movies. I was like, slow down. Um, I was like, yes, bring everyone together. Let's do this. Let's have a mega movie. I enjoy those kinds of things. And this movie is obviously that and more because it just brings in everybody from the old movies that they could get, like you said. And then that like a million other dance crews, which are basically all made up of people from So You Think You Can Dance. Like it's a ama- like if you play spot the person from so you think you can dance in this movie and you were like take a shot every time you see someone you would die like there's there it's just so many people from so you think you can dance in it i mean even vlad's robot girlfriend yaya so you think you can dance but she went on after so it's even better it just keeps Mm. getting and so i just really i like it i like the stakes that make sense like obviously someone will pay them to have a Vegas show if they're great and they do some sort of Vegas level performance. The scene where they're dancing through the old Hollywood, I mean the old Vegas signs and like the amusement amusement park and there's the Adam Shankman cameo. I love, I live for that scene. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just really like it. Well, and what do you think of of Camille and Moose in this, their, like, relationship? I, okay, I, I love that they managed to, like, somehow bring back the conflict for Moose. Because at the end of Step of Three, he decides to double major in dance and electrical engineering. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of course. It's great. So now he's an electrical engineer. Oh, but he doesn't dance. Yeah, just dance. Just dance, dude. It's not a plot point. Doesn't have to be a thing. We don't even need to have a conversation about this. You're allowed to dance. Like, it's fine. Um, I actually really like them in this, though. I like that we get to see their, like, domestic life and that it is calm and supportive. I think a lot of movies make this mistake where they try to treat long-term relationships as 
something that needs to be broken up for the plot to move forward or something that needs to have like a lot of strife. And here, uh, not so much. There's a bit at the end where there's a misunderstanding and Moose is dancing with someone and she kisses him and then Camille sees it and they have a conversation, but that's over with pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, I interviewed uh, Adam G. Savani and Alison Stoner for this movie and I was really thrilled to do it because I got to pitch them my idea of a very step-up wedding. Yes, absolutely. Right? <laughs> um, and I asked... Camille and uh, uh, Allison, what Camille was doing with her life, because you don't get to see like what her job is. And she said that she thought Camille was doing like nonprofit work, oh, and like okay. that's what she was doing. That's and I really just kind of liked how they just kind of set up like mature adult lives for themselves, and they're really good dancers. And I just think that's a really nice kind of story of harmony, that is actually like really kind of healthy, and it's kind of like nestled in this very silly dance movie is like a really good relationship. And I like that a lot. Um, I, again, the movie is ridiculous. The villains are comical cartoon villains. Um, but um, yeah, overall, I, I, I do dig it. I, I think the other thing that sinks this one for me is, I think this has the weakest soundtrack of the bunch. Like okay. the songs are really nondescript. Like I couldn't sing you a song or even hum a song from the soundtrack if you put a gun to my head. Like, I got nothing. It feels like they got, like, the bottom of the barrel. Here's what we can afford now because the budget got shrunk. Yeah. But I also like the fact that the the whole crew was, like, pretty supportive of Moose. Like, going, you know, he's like, you got to go after your girl. Like, you've got to yeah. go back. You've got to fix this. Like, that was pretty cool instead of, like, making him feel terrible. And I thought that uh, Sean and Andy had good chemistry uh, and were good. And so overall, I enjoyed this one. Yeah, it's definitely cheesy, but uh, I don't know. I I thought it had more. I had two couples that I liked with chemistry, and so uh, three. Don't forget the robots. Yeah, three couples I liked with chemistry, okay. and yeah, I mean to me the dancing and all of these, I mean, I am like Mrs. Not Dancer. Like, I love to watch people dance, but I like am the last person to be like, that's a good dance and that's a bad dance, because it all looks really hard to me. And so, like, I don't know, look good to me. <laughs> um, and uh, so, I don't know. I enjoyed this one, but I, I do have it at number four in my ranking, uh, just because I enjoyed the other three a little bit more. Yeah, it's, it's my number four as well. Like, it's an entertaining movie. It's what kind of movie where I tell you, you should never watch this one first. Because the quality of overall is a little lower and you won't even appreciate half the characters without the introduction from their previous films. So for me, it's, it's I think the first one, again, um, just doesn't feel like part of the rest of the franchise. Okay. This one feels like part of the franchise, but it's on the low end. So Amber, where do you have this ranked? Yeah, so this is my number two. Um, Like I said, my two and three were really close together in, like, my feeling. But I think I put this one a little higher because if I ever feel like I want to watch, like, all the Step Up movies, but I only have time to watch one, I will watch this one because I feel like I get a little bit of every one of the movies in this movie. That's a good point. Yeah. Well, and sometimes I I watch, I prefer watching uh, Dancing with the Stars over So You Think You Can Dance because everybody's kind of awful in dancing with the stars except for the professionals <laughs> and so like i have feel like i can i can sort of understand it more whereas like so you think you can dance they'll be like that was terrible horrible and i'm like oh that looked pretty good to me 
like, I don't know. Uh, so I don't know. I, that, that's <laughs> where I stand on. But um, yeah, so let's go over our rankings. I have uh, number one, I have Step Up 2 to the streets. Uh, number two, I have Step Up Revolution. Number three, I have Step Up. Number four, I have Step Up All In. And number five, I have Step Up 3D. So, Bibbs, what's your ranking? All right, for the record, uh, I'm going to go in reverse order. Uh, step, uh, my fifth favorite is the original Step Up. It's a perfectly nice little movie, but it just kind of feels like a ton of other films. Step Up 4 All In, there's a lot of stuff I like in it, but it feels like it's of lower quality than the rest just overall. Uh, Step Up Revolution, rock solid dance movie. The only thing I don't like is the last minute. So just turn it off after the last romantic dance and you're good. Uh, Step Up to the Streets is my number two. Uh, there's not a dang thing wrong with it. It just works on every level and I love it. And Step Up 3 is my number one. It is nothing but madcap creative energy from start to finish. All the dances are amazing. I notice something wonderful and silly and stupid or brilliant every single time I watch it. Um, I don't think there's another film quite like it and I am deeply in love with it. Mm, great. And Amber? So my order, I'm just going to go one, two, three, four, five. Unlike Bibbs, we're just keeping you on your toes. Um, I'm go, my first, number one is Step Up 3D. My number two is Step Up All In. My number three is Step Up Through the Streets. Four, Step Up the Original Tale. And five, Step Up Revolution. Great. Okay, great. Well, this is fun. I kind of like the fact that we all have really different rankings. Yeah, we're, that's seeing fun. that just goes to show you dance and art speaks to everyone differently yeah yeah there's something in a step-up movie for everybody that's the that's the takeaway mm -hmm. <laughs> but cool. universally we can say moose is beloved right moose is yeah. moose is the best yeah. <laughs> everyone loves moose agreed yeah he's the yeah. great equalizer <laughs> <laughs> well this was so fun vibs thanks so much for Thank you. doing this this was a blast people find you online and and everything's I have so many things. Okay, <laughs> so I write for IGN.com. Uh, I review some movies for The Wrap. Uh, we have our own website now, criticallyacclaimed.net. Uh, and that's a place where we link to all of our work from throughout the web, all our video appearances. I'll put a link to this when this goes, this goes live. All of our reviews. We also do original content there as well. Um, we have two podcasts, Cancelled Too Soon, where we review television series that lasted only one season or less. Uh, that is its own entity. You can find that on iTunes, uh, uh, Libsyn, Stitcher, wherever fine podcasts are found. Uh, we also have another podcast called Critically Acclaimed. This is part of the Schmoes No iTunes feed. It's like a whole network of podcasts. Um, and this on the show, we review new movies and we review bad movies that are so allegedly bad movies that our listeners pick every week. And then we pair it up with a classic movie uh, to sort of pair, uh, show them off and see how they play off against each other. Uh, we also have a Patreon page, patreon.com slash canceled too soon, where we have original content. Uh, you can vote for episodes, future episodes of our podcasts. Um, we also have a new tier, which allows you to uh, basically assign articles for me and my co-host Whitney to write for you. Uh, you ever like read an online publication and said like, ah, I wish they'd write something about this. We'll do it. Just got to sign up for our Patreon. And then lastly, uh, I'm on Twitter at William Bibiani. 
great. And I'll have, uh, we'll have links in the description section and I'll put a link to uh, the 92 dance scenes ranked article. Oh, uh, thanks. Have that in there. Cause that's really cool too. So and Amber, where can people find you? As always, I'm at Amber Brainwaves on Twitter and that's it. Great. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews on iTunes and on YouTube. So please check that out and make sure you're following the podcast at Homeworkies Pod on Instagram and Twitter. We try to post every single day and let us know in the comment section or on Twitter, your ranking of the series. What do you think? Uh, what are your favorite parts, your favorite characters? How do you look at them? I would love to hear and talk about them. And uh, I'll have links to all our social media uh, down below. And if you can put your reviews uh, of the podcast on iTunes, we really appreciate it because that helps people to find us uh, more quickly. So thanks so much, Bibs. We really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, we'll have to get together again to talk about, talk about something else. <laughs> Please do. I, listen, I just want you to know, I think you're both great. I love your podcasts and I'm, I'm flattered and honored that I get to be a part of them sometimes. So thank you again. Oh, well, thanks. Uh, yes, we'll definitely have to have you on again. And, uh, and yeah, thanks again. And we will, uh, we'll talk to you soon. <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye, Bye. everybody. Bye. <laughs>